do it. Okay. Wait, 34? Okay. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 34 of Soccer Situations. How y'all feeling? Uh, this week, we've got some pretty good stuff this week. We take an actual interest in internationals, seriously. Yeah. And Alex gets on the gravy train. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's go. So much to talk about for a off football week, right? Yeah, welcome in, y'all. <laughs> uh, what's going on with you, Alex? Where Ooh, I mean, where I do know we even start. I, it's not the order I put it in, but we should start with gravy, shouldn't we? We start with the gravy, the gravy man himself. I wish he would make an appearance right at this moment. Yeah, y'all know we. Magic happened. We're still us. mourning the loss of Bruce the cat. Super, super sad. Yes, Bruce. Bruce. I mean, we had Bruce for so long. Bruce I, was such a, part, a major part of us. Bruce is, quote, yeah, a serious, serious part. I really feel like I keep when, especially the week he died, I kept thinking about that scene in his Dark Materials, the Philip Pullman book, when uh, Lyra literally has like her soul torn out when she's crossing the land of the dead, and she has to disconnect from her soul. That's how it felt. Yeah. Um, not to get too emo right at the top of the podcast, but anyone that's, that's a lost good a way pet, to do it. I think can relate. Yeah, I think a lot of people would feel that. Right. Um I'm still getting like random thirty second cries, <laughs> which is really awkward when you work in the service industry. Yeah. Uh yeah. like the wrong memory crosses your path or something. Moment and of silence yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like for the next twenty minutes you look like you've been crying. And so you're like, oh, <laughs> Fine. Just tell me what you want. Uh, but anyway, all of that to say that, uh, yeah, there's a new energy in the house. We've welcomed a new kitten into the house. In the form of a tiny black ninja kitten. Yeah, a little black ninja. That especially the first day he was in here was just darting from dark space to dark space. We, uh, Leo didn't even know he was here yeah. for like at least 24 hours. <laughs> Leopold, the senior cat of the house, straight up did not notice this cat for a whole day at least. And I don't blame him because he was very stealth. Super. Very stealth. You know, it's cliche to be a nerdy guy and name a black cat something after a ninja, but he was literally like dropping smoke bombs and vanishing. Yeah. You just catch glimpses of him like he was an you'd urban see, like, legend. You'd see like a little blur. I know we're getting a little older with our vision, but like, <laughs> you'd see like a little black blur out of the corner of your eye and be like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> but he's also the sweetest baby angel of all time. Yeah, he's really coming out of his shell now. He's yeah. doing well. We, got, we, needed, we wanted to get Twigs a little buddy, a little partner before he got too much older. So, so, uh, yeah, we'll like to see. We'll see how this goes. These two, these two. I think yeah. they're becoming buddies slowly, which we're gonna see is probably gonna be trouble for us in the end. Well, right out of the box, Gravy just like head butted Twigs right in the just. He was all instantly. over Twigs to an extent that he Twigs didn't quite know what to do with it. And then he looked around the room and he saw Cat and he said, "You're my buddy." Yeah. He went right at him and head butted him immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Twigs is like, "Oh man!" He was overwhelmed for sure. He kept backing up and looking all around, looking all confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they were being big-time buddies this morning. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're getting along well now. I think Twigs just had to put him in his place, let him know who's boss. Yeah. You know, show him that, you know, you don't just get to approach me. 
sir. Okay, give me my space. Right? <laughs> it's like, Twigs, you were the kitten doing that just weeks ago. Yeah, not that long ago. You know? Even though we know you're a big boy now. Right? But yeah, that's. I guess that's that's the big news to drop right up front. Massive news. It's Can't fun. really overstate it. I was blown away when I, I, Alex was like, eh, I'm going to get a kitten today. And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I, it didn't – like, I was honestly worried. Like, how am I going to feel about this with, Might you know, with you. Bruce? Yeah. But I knew it was the right thing to do for Twigs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in the end, it didn't really entangle with the Bruce feelings, I don't think. Yeah. It feels like a separate thing. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's positive energy in the house, too. Absolutely. Having a little kitten running around is very funny. Yeah, it's for very like three hours, he <laughs> slept on my chest this morning, like vibrating while I binged Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big, he's a little, big sweetheart. It was a really, really relaxing morning, which is was great. Yeah. yeah. Just what I needed. Yeah. And binging Apple TV is about all I have to talk about this week. Haven't had a great week. <laughs> or a big week, I should say. Get after it. I want to hear more about, I mean, we've been talking about this Godzilla show. Yeah, you've been interested in it, yeah. right? Yeah, I want to start watching that soon i haven't started it yet i think it's great i don't know if it's the godzilla show everybody wants or if it's going to build to that so far it's more of a drama you know yeah yeah uh i love it the kind of bit or gimmick i guess of it is that it's time jumping between the 70s and like 2014 which is when the first godzilla movie in this canon took place i think okay the one uh who directed that somebody good anyway uh yeah the coolest angle being Kurt Russell plays old scientist in 2014. His son, Wyatt Russell, plays him back in the 70s, which is sick. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Anders Holm playing a younger version of John Goodman. Unfortunately, John Goodman apparently didn't have a son. That's a talented actor. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Anders Holm filling in nicely for him. Yeah, I was worried about the time jumps because, as I told you off mic, they even jump around the years within each sort of decade yeah so it'll yeah, be like be 2014 but then it'll be like this is 2013 this is 2009 because it goes around the lives of each generation too but the writing and direction has been great it's been really easy to it's follow easy to follow the whole story and yeah most importantly there's been one really really awesome like monster death already which nice. you need yeah, you said there was no uh, Godzilla appearance yet, but just in like a, a char- monster. One appearance. character was traumatized by Godzilla's attack in that um, like 2013 okay, movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so like she has flashbacks to that. Yeah. but that's the only Godzilla so far. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's sick though. Uh, super, super high production value. Great cast. Super likable cast. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's cool monsters. I like it too. Stuff I like a different come. take on it, and like, you know, not just going right for the easy just throw him right Godzilla right in the front and make it all about him. Yeah. It seems like in a nutshell, it's like Monarch is evil scientists trying to get monster data for nefarious purposes. And the main cast is like hippie scientists that just want to know about the monsters. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. That's pretty classic. I think that's what Godzilla's archetype has been basically from the beginning. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of like, seems like Japanese like st- like monster like story types yeah like either big robots or big it's always like you know yeah the 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 evil scientists versus like the good like nerdy scientists right it's pretty classic right right uh i'm always on board for it i know that yeah it's always entertaining yeah so anyway that's going so there's only two episodes out so apple tv uh has been suggesting lessons in chemistry the brie larson show 
Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, he said that was the show you were watching with the gravy this morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah gravy <laughs> locked me into it, literally. Yeah, forced you to watch three episodes. Give cat, it the true, true run. Little kitty cat fell asleep on me, I was, and I told Alex I have a strict no-kitten eviction policy. Yeah, we're recording a little later than we should be right now because of kitten. Gravy fell asleep on my lap, lap again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I feel bad. Because Brie Larson is like, she's kind of become this like proxy icon of in feminism in cinema. Yeah, yeah. For better or worse. And I don't know how much of that is her fault because she certainly takes on these projects. For sure. But um, Incel's Hater. And uh, yeah, this show has not been well reviewed. I'm going against the hive mind. I'm going to say I like it. Yeah. The algorithm does not dictate what I'm going for. Nice. Uh, I do have my complaints. The Brie Larson brand of feminism is super heavy-handed. Okay. There's like a checklist of horrible things that men do to women, and they all happen in like the first two episodes. Just really just hitting the nail on the head from the moment. Yeah. It just does feel a little heavy-handed. Not that I'm not on her page. Yeah, yeah, like uh, I'm like, yes, of course, this is all very real issues that happened today, let alone back in the 50s when (laughs) this takes place. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's trying to be a female scientist in the 50s. Despite, like— it being a little bit heavy-handed with that the show's super entertaining. Yeah, well produced. Still. Brie Larson's a really great actress. That's what kind of gets lost in the conversation. Yeah, she is a really She's great actress. So good. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it. She basically starts a cooking show, and she's back during chemistry education through a cooking show for housewives. It's that's awesome. All, that's pretty. Amazing, that's the actually. premise of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's may really or may not be a true story. I haven't done any research to know that. It's kind of presented as such. Nice. Yeah. I like it. So there's that. That's lessons in chemistry. Apple TV again. Apple TV. Yeah. Um, and rounding out my 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 sort of theme here, I was listening to Taika Waititi on WTF today. Uh, talk about his new movie, uh, uh, football movie. This is relevant. First goal wins or next goal wins. Next goal wins. Yeah. 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 And uh, Mark loved it, which I was surprised really? by. He binged Taika's like full catalog, which he doesn't always do. Doesn't he rarely does loves him, dude? Yeah, he, he was so enthusiastic. It was crazy. Um, I mean, Taika is awesome. Yeah, he is amazing, dude. Yeah, he's so funny. I think he's getting a little bit of backlash too. Like I saw some stupid Slate or Vulture article that was like passive aggressive. Like I learned that his real name isn't even Taika or something like that. And you know, it's like, oh, you're gonna do a takedown of Taika Waititi now? Okay. Yeah. Why does everyone have to find a way to dig like dig up some random reason to hate somebody like this? Well, dude, it's because a successful like I think in this case it's because there's a trans character in his new movie and there's one line of dialogue that people have problems with. Oh, of course. Where like the alcoholic older English soccer coach doesn't know how to handle a trans person. Oh, how Which terrible like a, to a depict a that in a realistic situation right, that right. happens in trans people's lives and it'd probably be good for people to see that on right. the screen and like learn about it. That I'm sure that was his um his take. His on take it. On, on the movie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But of course, there's been people t- uh, like some trying to take the movie down. Yeah, but I also got a spoiler from Marin and that the movie is really about uh, Fastbender's character mourning the loss of a child. Oh. And I'm like, man, everything is about mourning now, dude. Well, first in my life, obviously, yes, right. yeah, in our lives, I should say. I've been selfish about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. Yeah, no, no, you're uh, good. Uh, but yeah, Godzilla. It's very much about like the main characters sort of 
learning about their parents' last days and efforts and what they were up to. What's up, little Mr. Gravy? <laughs> cat distractions. Off we're going to try and get a cat cameo in here. Don't worry. Anyway, point. lessons in chemistry, without spoiling too much, very much an episode or a show about morning. And then, yeah, yeah, Marin and, and Taika, dude. Talking it's about like, morning. And uh, I remember podcasters uh, on TV and movie podcasts in recent years complaining about how everything is about trauma now. Yeah. And it's like we moved on from trauma to mourning now. <laughs> yeah, everyone's talking about mourning it's now. Like, it's like, did this pandemic really fuck us up? Is everybody as depressed as it seems like? <sighs> I think so. Yeah. I think it, I think more than we realize, people are really still depressed from that whole yeah. ordeal. Yeah. Seems like it. I mean, nobody, how many people, you know, are processing trauma from that? Right. Like, no, not very many people go, not as many people as you think go to therapy, you know? No, it's true. Most people don't. No, that's so true. And once you do do a little bit of therapy, I've got about three years under my belt, um, and you start kind of speaking at face value, like openly and honestly and communicating honestly, yeah. people don't know how to deal with that. And you realize that no one else knows how to communicate like that. No. Yeah, there's so much <laughs> trauma built in this entire country, really. Yeah. It's Generations so Generations of trauma. It's so hard when you communicate super clearly to get people to take you at face value. Like, no, I'm not, like, speaking – there's nothing passive-aggressive behind this. There's no innuendo. Yeah. I mean exactly what I say and nothing more or less than that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. people, like, don't know how to take people that. People are just, dude. like, stunned, absolutely stunned by it. Not even stunned, but they just don't believe it. And so yeah. they keep, like, acting like there's more to the sentence you just said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They keep yeah. trying to read into it more because it's just not registering. Yeah. Well, that's been Psychology Corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move on. To, let's, let's, yeah, let's be. Uh, let's move on to positivity. Uh, yeah. Something more upbeat. Let's talk about Littlefoot Small Business Saturday. Oh yeah, well, just a little, just a little quick plug for Littlefoot. You know, sponsors the podcast. Uh, yeah, so this Saturday after after Thanksgiving, a Small Business Saturday, we're hosting an open house from ten to two at the warehouse. Um, since we aren't able to do milk drinks yet there yet we're hosting a full circle cafe from byron center it's going to come out and have like a full espresso bar set up which will be nice so we'll have drinks that we haven't been able to do yet um being made there which will be nice that's awesome nice for people what does their mobile setup look like it's a full bar like they can do everything they have like a capsule yeah yeah they do a ton of events um yeah they have like a whole two-piece modular bar that they take to all over like farmers markets and right on. just events cool. all summer long. Um, so they'll be there. And then this will be one of the last times that Amethyst B will be available um, selling baked goods. She's going back to her. Uh, I think she's like a neuro, like a neurosurgeon tech. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's going back to her, you know, back to her schooling and back to, back to being a doctor again. Okay. So Amethyst B is going away. So she'll be, she'll be slinging treats and then we've added the American Hotel System, which is like a local band that we uh, are doing their vinyl, their album launch. We did a coffee partnership with them. Cool. So they'll be there hanging out, selling some vinyl, selling some coffee merch. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. Hopefully we'll get a good turnout. People coming out looking for some shopping after after the holiday. Right on, dude. Should be fun. Saturday. Saturday from 10 to 2. Get out there. Granville, Michigan. Yeah. Look us up. Google it. Is Josh going to be hanging out? Uh, there's a chance he'll be there. 
Oh yeah, we could we could we could talk about that a little too. You should have got him to pop up a bring your home machine. <laughs> bring a home yeah. You know, I was gonna say he, that would be a nightmare for him if to do actual repairs. Yeah. But he might have been into something like do reef like like deep cleans. Or, I mean, we could like do that. tune ups. We have know? another one coming up in December. Yeah. Uh, December sixteenth, maybe we can do a little collab with him. Yeah. Um, I know he does want to do like party a party to kind of like. Yeah. Uh, in our celebrate. space to celebrate him coming to the market yeah we can give him a little shout out definitely at least we're talking yeah. about our buddy josh dialed coffee services if anybody that... needs coffee tech services or training at all yeah used to training yeah josh coffee training guy. um equipment sales and service he's selling yeah. equipment as well yeah if you want to open all. a cafe restaurant or anything that needs coffee wow we're doing a full-blown ad now no that's, from that's going that's to sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah josh deserves it he's a great yeah, dude he does deserve it yeah dialed coffee services yeah check him out yeah check him out he's a good guy and he's doing a service that is much needed in this area. <laughs> and now, let's go to an ad. <laughs> After all that ad. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod. They're family of the pod, quite literally. Um Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code... Situations. Once again, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code SITUATIONS. Hilarious. That's where I had an ad break penciled in. Yeah, perfect. We just talked about coffee industry for five minutes. The last thing I want this podcast to be. Sorry about that, y'all. Yeah. Right? It's just like that's speaking of trauma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's go to the football dude yeah let's do it let's uh talk euros qualifying you know it's been tough because we love international football yeah we have but we have in the past fifa is so dirty and the world cup has been so slimy that it used to be slimy yeah it's awful stuff that it was almost like I had to remind myself about the euros the, yeah the purists yeah. international tournament I will say that I was literally watching the Euros the other day, uh-huh. and it almost like it took watching the Euros, like their little jingle and like the logo popping up for me to like for it to sink in. That's like, oh yeah, I like the Euros. Yeah, it's, oh, the I'm, ex- I'm actually amazing. excited about this. <laughs> I'm super. I, I had that revelation today. I'm now like think going over in my head. I just said the Europeans are the purest, so that probably doesn't sound great. Cut that. Cut but that. we're. T- <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, honestly, we're talking about pure quality, entertaining international football. Yeah. The Euros are the tournament that deliver every time. I think from top to bottom, like, the the best talent pool has to be in this tournament. Yeah, it's the most developed, you know? It's it's the cultural hub of football. Yeah, obviously, Brazil and Argentina are massive. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as a whole, like, if you look at the list of teams in Europe, it's it's pretty extensive it's wild um 
So let's just, I'm going to give a breakdown of everyone that has qualified. And by breakdown, I'm just going to rattle off a quick list. Germany's hosting. They're in automatically. We've got Albania, Austria, Belgium, Czech Republic, Denmark, England, France, Hungary, Italy, Netherlands, Portugal, Romania, Scotland, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Switzerland, Turkey. Should be noted this is an expanded tournament. So everything I just said about it being kind of a pure distilled elite competition, <laughs> maybe that's out the window for yeah, this new iteration of distilled it. Now, but. Yeah, and we'll come back to that later on when we talk about the horrific fucking uh, injury situation we have going on in, in Europe right now. Yeah. Yep. Because this is why. They keep expanding every competition to too many games. Yeah, too many, too many games. Football is just 365 these days, dude. Yeah, these poor guys don't catch a break. Yeah. Anyway, that's a lot of teams in the tournament. <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's huge. There's still, that's not even it. Yeah, I was going to say, there are still more to come. Because we I... still have playoffs coming to get people in. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I had set aside a tab with the playoff list. And I can't, I don't know. Oh, wait. Out on Here we go. This is teams that can still go in through playoffs. Poland, Wales, Croatia, Estonia, Finland, Ukraine, Iceland, Israel, Bosnia, Georgia, Greece, Kazakhstan, Luxembourg. Not all of, I mean, I actually, the playoff situation is so complicated, I'm not even going to go into it. <laughs> I don't know how many of those teams can go in, but yeah. all of those remaining nations do still have a path into the tournament. That seems insane to me. That does seem insane. Right? It's like there's so many teams already in, you would think that like the pool has to be almost like maybe one or two more could make it in. Dude, but... I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but when you're getting down to fucking Luxembourg, Kazakhstan, Georgia, and and in Bosnia qualifying, I think Bosnia has been good in the past. Actually, they've but had like mo- they've had players. But like, come on, I like, know this I is know. the Euros. This is supposed to be the best. And you're talking Luxembourg. It's supposed bro? to be like an honor for these teams to make it. Like when they finally do make it, yeah. it's a huge success. But like when you just like extend it so that they have a chance to make it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to feel a little lesser for them as well. Yeah, each group has five teams now instead of the perfectly symmetrical and perfect four yeah so now they have to like alter the round robin kind of the format of the group stages Which is so annoying it's so annoying dude just to get extra games in to get extra dollars in yep more tv time more <laughs> money <laughs> it's funny we started this conversation by talking about how pure and great the euros are and now we're yeah, still it, well, we I mean, just circle back to the corruption <laughs> it's of it. all coming back to money always always dude um game's gone but either way i'm still more excited about watching the euros than no, i was about the world cup it's gonna be a great tournament it's hosted in germany yeah i here. like it <laughs> and uh <laughs> no, i'm super excited about it despite that today it was the first time i really tuned in to watch these qualifiers because i had read that ukraine and italy were playing to qualify yeah you know and i was like that sounds like fun yeah, it sounds it like was, an intense, it wasn't intense affair. It wasn't fun. No, it was cagey. It was disgusting, and it was not. Yeah, it was tense in the worst no way. Mail. It yeah. was the tense where the, like just nobody was doing anything with any kind of like calm or his touches were so intense. Everything yeah. was awful. Italy had some chances in the first half. Ukraine had some energy in the attacking third. That's about all I can say. Mudrik did some touches. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they were. Like I said, they were aggressive and fast in an attack, but like the touches had no composure. So they just like hard touches, like no, like really poorly taken shots. We like just crosses into nothing. Yeah. 
There's no composure at all. Right. Um, that's that's about how I read it. In hindsight, I had the thought Italy were just playing for a draw. Classic Italy, just play for a no. What they're best at, honestly. But they they were they seemed more aggressive in the first half. Those so I don't know how uh, you know if that I think that's just a cliche coming back. Yeah. But anyway, let's fast forward in time to the next international tournament coming up. As you've noted here, we have both the Asia Cup and the African Cup of Nations happening in January. Both happen in January this year. Yeah. It's always been an issue of one or the other in January, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless I'm wrong and this has happened in the past, I feel like them happening in the same year is a weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. Because some teams are going to be extremely hurt by this. Yeah, absolutely. Teams that have like a, a even like a two- quality african players or like a couple of japanese korean like there's yeah teams are gonna be really hurt by this and it's like a full a full month of the season in a pretty busy time period i feel like so tottenham's gonna lose sun do they have any key africans in that lineup i should have i should have done a little deeper research to see who was gonna get hurt the most by this but keep babbling for a second um let me look at tottenham squad because they come to mind just because we're seeing in their injury crisis right now. Yeah. They're a team that has a killer starting 11 that can be really quickly derailed by a couple of absences. Seriously. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. And I think uh, <laughs> there's no way I'll just say as and do this <laughs> as a uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to crash everything. Yeah. Don't lose the podcast. Yeah. But no, just as Arsenal is an example, we're losing. It was just like two major players like Kamiyasu mm-hmm. and Partey. And it's, you know, we have replacements, but we don't have replacements for their replacements. Right. So all it takes is one bad injury. And with all of these players are playing international games, plus the congested fixtures for the uh, festive season for the the Premier League. Yeah. Um, Dude, these players haven't had a summer off since like 2019. Yeah, there's a high chance there's going to be an injury. Yeah to one of our players in a key position at some point. Super high chance. You basically have to plan for it now. Yeah, you have to try. That's why, you know, as annoying as it is, these, like, rich clubs buying up players, it's like you can't really blame them if they have the money to do it. Right. Because there's going to be a time when you're down to your third player. Of course. And if you can afford to have that third player be, like, a world-class player, then, you know, I guess Especially fuck in, everybody in else. defense. <laughs> it seems like you need... The thought I feel like used to be you wanted like four center backs. Yeah, you didn't want to overdo it. Now I feel it. like you need like seven. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and like know. two or three players extra that can fit anywhere back there. They can kind of fill a gap at left side, right side. Yeah. You need a you need a utility player or two back there just to fill a hole every once in a while. Right. So we're talking about the congested tournaments. Um, and injuries. Obviously, right now, there are two really, really high-profile examples. Erling Holland being one, missed the last Norway qualifier with an ankle knock. Yep, which was I, a pretty... was a cru- It was a crucial game for them, right? Yeah, well, yeah, apparently it was. I was going to say I was talking shit because I was like, he's resting <laughs> because Liverpool this Saturday. Yeah, big game coming up after the break. But, yeah, but there's I a chance he's not going to make that game. Norway could have qualified, and they're out. 
Yep. Um. So that was that's a real injury. Poor Norway with yeah. uh, Odegaard and Holland. Yeah. Missing for Norway. That's tough. They didn't dude. stand a whole lot of a chance, I think, without those two. A nation that tiny happening to have two of the best players in the world right now. Yeah. A true spine that you can probably build around. And neither of them are available for the qualification qualification for the Euros, like yeah. their biggest tournament. They're both young enough that they'll be around for more major tournaments. Oh yeah. I would for like sure. to see those two build a little squad around them. I would hope to see Norway produce a couple more players, like talented players, right? in this in this era. Yeah, you know, for them to make a good run at a tournament, that'd get, be awesome. Get them another Daniel Agger cultured center back to fill out the spine. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Let's see. We'll he, see what happens. Yeah, and uh, of course Barcelona's Gavi being the other did his did his ACL today. Yeah, or not today, but Yesterday. the news popped today. Some, I think that it, it was confirmed. Yeah, and um, so he's done for the year. Yeah. How old is he? 21? He's a baby. Yeah. Poor kid. Um, Speaking of babies, <laughs> there goes a little, little gravester. Little, comes trotting into the room a little looking gravy. for trouble. Do you want to make a cameo? I will put this microphone right down and pick you up. Yep. He's the time. He disappeared. For, I lost him. <laughs> and the ghost is gone. Trapped a smoke bomb. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Bummer time, though, and in injury world for sure, dude. It is bummer time in injury world, and it's just like it's crazy. When we talk about Tottenham's injuries, they're not the only ones. Almost every team you can look at and say they're probably missing two to three like star players. Yeah, due to injury, it's just because these guys aren't getting any break right now. Actually, Jesus, who didn't play for us the last up until this international break, Mm -hmm. is away with Brazil and looking like he's going to play this week for Brazil. Insane. He hasn't played for the last, like, three games for Arsenal, and he's going to play for Brazil now before he's even fully fit again. That's so frustrating, dude. Like, that shouldn't be allowed to happen. No, it shouldn't be. This – what I want to know and where I want to take this conversation is what is the players union doing? What is FIFPro doing? Right? I I, Are they just – Is everybody just so – Are they completely flaccid because they're divided amongst the domestic nations? Yeah, so there's no real fight in them? I don't know. I hear Virgil talk about it all the time about how this schedule is killing them. Yeah. And I think he's like a FIFPro representative. But I'm like, what is happening, dude? Why can't – Yeah, why aren't you talking about this with the people – Look in to America, dude. This has been the year of like some pretty big union victories. Yeah. Labor's back in America, baby. Now it's definitely <laughs> way too soon to say that. Yeah. But the but UAW had dramatic wins and obviously the SAG strike and um and the actor strike. Yeah. The strikers won those those fucking fights. Yeah. They got everything they wanted. Now I don't know about everything. Yeah. But huge But they won gains. in the end. Huge gains. The working class has the power, dude, and it's insane to think of millionaire players. soccer players as the working class, but the fact is they're being worked to death, dude. Yeah, they may be making millions of dollars, but their lives are just football. It's like if you, you know, you could make that much money if you gave up your entire life to whatever you're doing. Right. Like every moment of your life was for that one thing. Right. Like people can make money doing almost any job doing that, but they're being exploited and abused and it's got to stop. Not, yeah, it's not OK. And look, dude, I'm sorry, but a long time ago, we crossed the threshold of too much football. Yeah, there was a time where I was so thirsty for soccer, dude. I would watch <laughs> anything that came on. Yeah, and I'd get so excited for tournaments like a big movie coming out or like a new video game. Yeah, coming like out we've or been something. waiting like, for oh, four dude, years for this cannot tournament wait. to come. And, but now it's like there's so much on. I routinely just skip stuff, dude. Yeah, that never used to happen. 
Yeah, no, there's there's it's times where if I'm sleepy or something and it's yeah. a morning game or if it's like I'm like, I'll just wait. I'll watch the next one. I'll mm-hmm. I'll take it sleep a little longer or something. Yeah. Like or I'll put it out in the background and not really pay that close of attention it's to too it. Too much, dude. There's always soccer on. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And and it's gonna like maybe we're reaching a breaking point where they're like these enough of these stars are gonna be missing major tournaments now. Yeah. In major time for their clubs where Hopefully the players will start to stand up for themselves. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, I because we're so. gonna, it's gonna hurt the game. Like the, yeah. They were so worried about the product on the pitch and everything looking so amazing and making all this money. But if the the product, if all the players or stars are hurt all the time, the product's gonna suffer. Yep. So it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be end up being boring in the end, no matter how they do it. I know, and they don't see it that way. No, they see it as a. There's always more players. There's always a new generation. Yeah. Just cycle them through. It's true. They, oh, you blew your knee out and your career's over? Okay, we'll have a new star right, tomorrow. Dude. It's true. And we've seen that in American sports, too. The NFL's historically notorious for notorious that. Notorious for running players into the ground and, and just then moving discarding on. discarding them with no support after the fact whatsoever. Yeah. Just rampant suicide. Oh, what the hell, dude? Ninja, again, I was hearing him over here causing <laughs> trouble, and then he just entered the room here, from buddy. that side. Come up here, bud. God, he's such a ninja. Come here. How good of a cat combo name is Twigs and Gravy? It's pretty good. It's epic. That's that's honestly Twigs and Gravy, the combo. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Here he comes. Yeah. What's up, little one? He's looking for a cuddle, dude. This cat is a cuddler. <laughs> I got to teach Alex how to turn off his microphone when he sets it down, but that's fine. What's up, y'all? This is Gravy. I don't know if you can see him. I turned down the exposure on Alex's camera. Now I probably have to turn it back up. So we got a ninja in the family. He purred so loud. <laughs> anyway. And speaking of youth, I guess we can we can throw this funny little uh-oh, he's putting notes in. Uh you know, speaking of the youth, what's well the funny little thing that happened between Arsenal under sixteen and Liverpool under sixteen. Oh yeah. Sick transition, bro. Dro- yeah. Drop it on <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Uh so Cheeto Obi Martins uh, for Arsenal's under sixteen scored ten goals in oh. a fourteen to three victory. Uh, my computer just ramped up. He hit he hit my like button that ramps up the fans really loud on my computer. Oh, is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, so it got super loud. I heard it kicking up, dude. That thing is wild. Yeah, if you if you're gaming hard, you can kick up those fans. You can manually up the fans. Yeah, it'll rev it up so it cools it down. That's funny. Um. Anyway, other than that, on to Away from that nerd stuff, uh, so they won fourteen to three uh, over Liverpool under sixteens. Yikes! But I was listening today to Ars blog, and it turns out that Liverpool only had one keeper, and <laughs> he apparently got injured like super early in the match. So they just put some random poor kid in keeper for the rest of the game, and Arsenal's under sixteens just took advantage of that. That's brutal, dude. That kid, that poor kid, his career's done. One of them scored ten goals. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> that poor, that that kid's so mean. That kid is mean, dude. That kid's ruthless. <laughs> he was just probably laughing the kid's face the whole time. Oh, dude, ten goals. When's the last time a player scored ten goals in a game? I'm right? not gonna look it up. It was interesting though to think about because they were also talking about something, and it was like very true at that level. Just physical development is so much of it. Sure. 
Like, if that you kid's like, physically more developed yeah. than the other kids around him, yeah, he can yeah. just, like, he can score 10 goals with ease. Right. Just based on his physicality alone and not just, like, his... His puberty is, like, three months ahead of the other yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And which is why you see kids, you'll hear about superstar kids at that age, like, under 18s, under yeah. 16s, and then you'll never hear about them again. Because once the other kids catch, catch up, up. Yeah. suddenly they're not quite as talented as everyone thought they were. No, they just got pubes first. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which is funny. It's a funny thing to like I mean it's, yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's weird to think about how casually we like adult men talk about this kind of thing without really mentioning that fact exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about. Sure. It's just the a young boy's puberty. Yeah, the, the transition <laughs> but, from like physically boy to man. Yeah. And yeah. it happens at slightly different times. Yeah. So it like straight up, I'll tell you, I remember in sixth grade gym class, dude, see like one random kid in the locker room that had like a full blown man adult dick. Yeah. And, and the like, rest of us the? were all like, what? why does this kid have a 30 year old dick? What the fuck? Like, how did that happen, dude? <laughs> it's insane. If that kid had been playing football, dude, he would have been crushing. He would have been a superstar, 16, dude. Ten goals. Or in like eighth grade football, he's the kid that's like just barreling over people. He's the offensive lineman or <laughs> exactly. running back that no one can tackle. Exactly. He's just physically stronger than everyone. Yeah, it's pretty funny, dude. It's pretty hard to read them. Pretty hard to read the talent levels, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> at that yeah. age. Which is funny because you got to give those those dudes credit. Those scouts that get it right, you know, and right. figure it out. It's a it's a tough job. Yeah, that's pretty funny, dude. It is pretty funny. This guy settled right into my lap here. I know. I can't see him, but I know he's there. <laughs> sorry if you know. Sorry if the camera can't see me. No, no, no. He's kidding. laying here, nice and cozy. Yeah, it's very cute. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like you're just masturbating. Yeah, just stroking <laughs> off right now. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. Put that in, like, yeah, like you're gonna get a real. us demonetized. <laughs> make a reel out of that. Good thing we're not monetized yet. They can't demonetize us. <laughs> <laughs> masturbation or stroking a cat right which one's he doing <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's look ahead to the weekend oh yeah we know what fixture kicks it off because i've griped about it plenty at this point but we've got <laughs> manchester city hosting liverpool 6 30 a.m on saturday to bring back the prem you know the one <sighs> thing you gotta say is i guess we don't have to wait don't have to wait get it right out of the way <laughs> Uh, Just jump right back in, why don't you? Big question whether Holland will be there or not. I say he's going to be there. Are they faking it? Is it a real injury? I think it could be both. It's a real injury, but it's just a light ankle knock. Enough to worry. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back by the time this kicks off. Anyway, I kind of want to face them with Holland anyway. Not to like be yeah. like a Boy Scout. Oh, I want my opponents to be strong. Yeah. No, I would love them to have an injury crisis. I love that De Bruyne is not going to be there. But yeah, it's great, great news. Um, But... I do love a good slugfest between City and Liverpool at their prime. It's so fun, dude. It's been so entertaining for some years now. Some of the fixtures now. between those two clubs, dude, between yeah, between Klopp and Guardiola have just been absolutely epic stuff. Fun, fun, fun. Just the, it's just like and then the pure intensity between the two managers. There's been a lot of drama. Yep. Like, oh yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's a good way to go back into the weekend, get back into the league. Dude. For, like, probably the busiest back. run until January, basically. Yeah, I mean, it is an explosive kickoff, definitely. Um, Super, yeah. Exciting. Looking forward to that. I hope that that time slot doesn't ruin it. We don't get some kind of dull yeah. nonsense. Players, or just like tired players. Stupid, who... yeah, mistake or something. Anyway. Right. In the middle kickoffs, clear headline, Newcastle hosting Chelsea. Newcastle just we talked about on the last episode absolutely decimated by injury yeah Chelsea resurgent yeah yeah they've been on a roll 
it's probably they were probably uh bummed out that the international break came right with the way they were starting to heat up but do you think this is going to go the way it seems chelsea just stomp them is it at the bridge because if, if no, so it's in newcastle it's at newcastle yeah newcastle might put up a bit of a fight but yeah it's possible do you want me to go back through that injury list again alex that's true actually Dude, you're right every and chelsea's been scoring goals for fun right now it, chelsea look good but honestly i want to focus on newcastle because you can't overstate this injury crisis i might insert our clip from last week of us saying it Every notable player Newcastle has is down, and That's I mean true. like everyone. But can like, they can they revert back to like it? Does Eddie Howe still have like the, the old Bournemouth, Bournemouth mentality. mentality in there somewhere where he can build a team that can just hold on? I would hope so. It'd be cool. He might be able to like put a team together that can at least yeah. hold on and maybe get a draw. Do you think he's showing them tapes of his Bournemouth days <laughs> back in the day? He's got the Newcastle boys in the locker <laughs> Check room. Check this book. Check showing this out, them the cherries, dude. Yeah, like, this is how Look I brought it, us this up. Is what we do. As long as you work hard. Yeah. He's like, remember when I came up to the Premier League and our stadium held 9,000 people? Yeah. Or I think it was 11,000. Yeah, still, like, so tiny. Yeah. Wild stuff, dude. I never thought that would be topped until Luton Town came I know. Up. All of a sudden, Luton, the tiniest stadium you can imagine. Right? Then Saturday's late game, Brentford hosting Arsenal. Go. Brentford hosting Arsenal. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Brentford, always a tough one. After an international break, we'll see... Jesus is potentially back if he doesn't get hurt this week playing for Brazil. Odegaard looks like maybe going to be back again uh, as well after his bizarre injury run. Um, yeah, we'll see. Let's just hope Saka comes back uh, looking healthy as well. It's yeah. funny. After, as I like preview in this game, it's like all I'm thinking about is injuries. Right. Uh, <laughs> who's going to be fit? Who's going to show up fit? Um, Holiday fixtures, dude. It's that time of year. But no, this will be. This won't be easy for sure. I hope. I just hope it's entertaining and not like you said, just like a dull, mm-hmm. dull match. I feel like Brentford, Brentford hosting Arsenal is not going to be dull. <sighs> yeah, probably not. It hasn't been in the past. Oh, dude. Uh, they go, they have fun at home. I feel like Brentford. Yeah, that's true. They're at home. That's good. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Brentford's been real dull on the road. Yeah, they have been. They are night and day. That's another thing we discussed last week. Night yeah. and day, dude. Uh, home and away. Yeah. So this. Yeah, this should be a good fight then. Yeah. What a great little duo Sunday we have, too. Tottenham hosting Aston Villa and Everton hosting Manchester United. Yeah, very like interesting games for so many reasons. Really tough time for Tottenham to be um, hosting Villa. Yeah. Villa's a team. Uh, Unai can put them to the sword, dude. Yeah, Villa's on fire right now, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, this is at Tottenham? Yeah. Okay. They're lucky. Because isn't isn't uh, Villa like undefeated? Isn't their undefeated streak like? I'm not aware of that. So. I think it's like super high at home. I think they're one of the best teams at home this season. Cool. Um, I think goes into last season as well. They're on a good run. Right on. It's a big test for Tottenham coming right out of the international break. Yeah, and then we have um, late on Sunday the late kickoff. One of my favorite kind of kickoffs. I hate both these teams so much that anything that happens is funny. Yeah, the best it, theme. And we just, you know, we're still coming off of the Everton points deduction. How are they going to react? Yeah, exactly. I think How's they're going to the respond gonna and they're going to knock United around a little bit. I hope so. That'd be very fun to watch. I think they might. Dude. A United in a rough, rough spot. I think 
well, dude, it's it's at Goodison. Do you know what the atmosphere at Goodison is going to be like? It's going to be very intense. Do you yeah. know how aggrieved the Scousers feel about this? The fact that they were punished while Chelsea and City haven't, haven't been? been punished they yet. They are fucking furious, dude. And these people I mean, I'm are rebels, on that one. dude. This, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this on the Patreon in in depth. But yeah, yeah. You know how much I've been shitting on Everton, rooting. Yeah, course, I was yeah. desperate for them to go down last year. Yeah. But I didn't want it like this. And yeah, no. I agree that the fucking they're being persecuted a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Carragher gave a really great statement that I'm not really going to be able to eloquently reproduce. Of course, yeah, we will but... talk about this more in depth on the Patreon. Yeah. But I've fully swung around. Is the end of is the moral yeah. of the story, and I want Everton Pro to Everton. fight their ways out. I want them to fight their way out of this. Yeah, I don't want them to go down like this. It's fucking bullshit, dude. It is bullshit. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was. Did I mention this in the last pod that that reporter that asked Pep? how he felt about the 10-point deduction coming because <laughs> of the 115 pending charges against Manchester City. Yeah, I don't know if you Pep said that on Mike, yeah, but it's worth saying again. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, it's so and it's so true. Reporter. Like, Thank yeah. God that guy said that because like, it's such bullshit. Yeah. They have 115 charges out there, and Everton's been docked 10 points. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit, dude. Like, if, if Everton's one mistake is worth 10 points what is that 115 point 115 worth right exactly a straight relegation who like that's style, gotta right? be a relegation plus minus 25 to 50 points start in the championship, championship negative as 20 well. yeah 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 let's do it let's like go, there's dude. been precedent Juve had it happen mm-hmm. the biggest team in italy at the time had that happen to them yeah so like why it, why can't it happen to city Like it's going to be that atmosphere, and Everton can pull themselves right back out of the relegation zone with just one win this weekend. That's the thing is they're still not out of it. It would be such a fuck you statement to to pop. No, I don't think to jump right back out. Yeah, and this is only going to motivate them. Yeah, yeah, they win. Um, they leapfrog Sheffield and Luton. I mean, obviously they both have games to play. Yeah, but Luton's playing Palace. That's probably not going to be a win. Sheffield at Bournemouth. Yeah. I would love to see Everton up in 17th place. It would be nice at the end of the weekend. Yeah. Yep. Just should just a big fuck you to Let's go scout solidarity. I'm I'm back on board. Yeah, yeah. Until they play us and fucking shin somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's back to hating them again. Relegate the hell out of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh do you have anything else? I think that's a pretty good pod. Yeah. No, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Right on, dude. How's little gravy doing? He's chilling. He didn't like me laughing too much there. He said, "Stop laughing so much and moving." Yeah, he gets. He's definitely. He's pushing my laptop off my legs. Overly so stimulated, easily. Yeah, he's getting. I mean, he's pretty passed out right now, though. Yeah, what a sweet baby angel, dude. Oh, oh he's getting a little stretching. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to move. Yeah, I'm stuck here. Now. I hope so you want to. Though the podcast is ending, I'm still going to just sit space right here in the middle of the just studio. Leave the camera on. I'll just sit here in silence with <laughs> the cat on my lap for. <laughs> For the next hour. I think that's the move, dude. I mean, oh. he's very cozy right now. But yeah, that's that's gravy, everybody. I'm coming up. Well, I want as many variations on that name as we can possibly get because yeah, it's such okay. a good Gotta name. Gotta keep them going. Yeah. Twigs Here. and gravy, y'all. Yeah. Twigs and gravy. We'll insert a slideshow throughout the episode. Yeah. All right, everybody. I think that's the episode. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace, ladies, y'all. Thank you.